Blog Talk Radio. In my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads Standing in the huddle Listening to the call Fans going crazy for the boys of fall Hey everybody, welcome to the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson I'm your host, Dave Johnson Glad to have you with me here tonight Um Got some good stuff to talk about tonight. Got some players going to be calling in here in a little bit. Talk about the game that uh, we're getting ready to go to Nashville, Tennessee, and, and play against the Knoxville Lightning. Uh, so we're going to talk about some of that, some AAF, and uh, just a little bit of everything. Uh, but before we get started, I would like to send uh, my condolences and prayers out to a, a really good friend of mine for a long time. His wife just passed away uh, here recently, last day or so. And uh, with the brain aneurysm, I'm not sure the whole details, but uh, his first wife actually died of cancer. And uh, him and this uh, lady haven't been married but two or three months. So I can't imagine what he's really going through right now. Just got the information today. He's a great guy. Noting for. And a long time, we've traveled up and down the roads together, spent a lot of time, a lot of sweat, blood, and tears together, and uh, uh, just a great guy. And man, I, I don't know, it's, it's it's just hard to just hard to imagine that he, he's my age, just a little bit younger, and got four or five kids. Is actually uh, actually his son. I talked about him on one of my shows a long time ago about the gymnastic uh, kid that almost made the Olympic team. He's actually in, in California, Stanford University, and uh, he's he's tearing it up out there, and he's doing a great job. So uh, it's J.D. Malone, the, the guy, and Brody Malone's the kid's name. It's Stanford, but, uh, man, I just it's hard for me to... You know, I've been thinking about it all evening. I got a call from another friend of mine today asking me if I'd heard about it, and I said no, and, and uh, I talked to him just a little bit after that, and, you know, it's, it's tough. And so, uh, you know, I uh, do want to, you know, think about him and keep him in our prayers and thoughts, and, you know, it's one of them things you never know, people. I mean, you just never know. I tell my girls all the time, you never know what tomorrow brings. Play today, practice today, like it be your last, because you never know when it could be. I tell them that all the time. Um, sometimes it takes things like this to to sink in before before you really realize just how fast something can be taken away from you that you love so dearly. Uh, that could be anything. You, you're 
spouse, your, your kids, your your hobbies, just anything. It can be come as it, uh, leave as easy as it comes. So, um, JD, where I'm thinking about you, buddy, and uh, uh, we uh, we love you, man, and your family, and hope everything uh, goes out good for you. So, uh, anyway, um, we're gonna uh, talk. I haven't got to see. Um, any of these games, I uh, talked to BJ here just before we started the show, and she said, are you ever home? And I said, well, just the weekend. Man, it just seems like they fly by. We've got so much to do, and where these games are not on local channels, we don't have cable or satellite, so it's hard for us to catch up with them. I, I wish I could watch them all, because the views that I've seen were really good football, but um, I do, I do know this. Jennifer got me this information just a little while ago. Uh, Orlando beat Salt Lake to run Orlando's schedule, uh, record to 4-0 and, and drop Salt Lake to 1-3. San Antonio give Birmingham their first loss. Uh, Birmingham is now 3-1. and one, and uh, San Antonio is 2-2. Is two and two. So, um, they're, they're right back in the thick of it. And uh, Birmingham, like I said before, I'm sure that them and Orlando's on a crash course to to meet one another. I don't, Like I said, I don't know who plays who twice or nothing. don't even know what their schedule is, but I know that they each play eight games. <clears throat> so Memphis, they finally got their first win. Uh, they're one and three. They beat the... Uh, San Diego. San Diego is now two and two. They were two and one. Um, and in Atlanta, they got their first win also, and they beat Arizona. Arizona dropped to uh, two and two, and they were two and one. So uh, Orlando beat Salt Lake twenty to eleven. San Antonio beat Birmingham twelve to eleven. Memphis beat San Diego twenty six twenty three. Memphis beat yes, and and uh, Atlanta beat Arizona fourteen to eleven. Man, those scores are really close, and they have been every week that we checked on them. And, and you know what? That that tells you that they they did something right when they set this up. They uh, I know they did a draft. I know nobody got to see it or nothing, but they did a draft and and getting this draft right. Um, you can see I know that some of the records don't indicate it but the scores do even even the games I know that Memphis uh, because Mike Singletary is their coach and I like him uh, and they're in the state of Tennessee uh, I sort of checked on them even the games that they lost was really really close so there, there's not much difference in the teams I mean I, I clearly think from what I've seen that Orlando probably is the best team in there. They they sure, in my opinion, got one of the greatest coaches, Steve Spurrier. So, uh, at least for now, their record indicates it. And, uh, you know, they, I've heard a lot of people talk about this and about how uh, great a football that it is. And, and I'm happy for them. I, I hope that uh, we get some competition for you know, for these, uh, for the NFL. You know, I heard, 
heard a great speaker uh, speak this past Sunday, and you know, and he really he sums up a lot in a different way, but a lot of uh, stuff of what I've said along the way here that you know you can all the good stuff doesn't get talked about much, but all the bad stuff, you know, they run with it and, and turn it into this and that. And, but in a different manner, you know, it's like all these teams and all these great players and and athletes, you, you don't hear much about them, but then you, you hear about all this, you know, uh, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown and and. Josh Gordon and all this stuff. You know, they shouldn't even be talking about those guys. You know, I, I just wonder at what point that when these guys were kids, I mean, I have I have players on my team that get amped up and ribbed up over an inner squad uh, scrimmage like it's the greatest thing in the world. Like, I mean, they, they literally are about to bust at the seams because they, they're getting to play something that they love so dearly that they've never gotten to play. And, you know, I can remember as a kid just loving this sport, just couldn't get enough of it. I, I can't imagine at, so, at what point in your life does the money change you, does the fame change you. I don't know. I mean, I've never got there either, and I, and I don't know what that answer is. But at some point, if, if everybody says, well, listen, it's a business, then why do we call it a game? Why don't we call it, you know, Sunday Sunday business instead of Sunday football? I mean, if it really is about more about a business than it is about a game, then they need to change the name of it because the game is what they're playing. And at some point in time, when you would rather not play this game that you supposedly love so much from the time you were a little bitty kid that you can walk away from $15 million and not play because that's not enough money for you. Something is wrong with you. I mean, I know I'm different here. I don't even want them on my team. I don't want them on my team. I know money changes everything. I know so much money involved in it, and to me, that's the downfall uh, of this sport, you know, uh, and speaking of the NFL or these pro sports, I, I should say that the, the national pro sports that people are getting paid millions to play. I just don't understand at what point in time does it change you from loving this game that, I mean, you play for years just because you truly love it. I mean, I can remember <clears> – <throat> Even us several years ago, speaking of J.D. Malone and uh, another friend of mine, Jimmy Shores, that played high school football. Both were great high school football players. We used to uh, go to Ropens, and, and they all worked Ropens with us. And, and after we'd get the Ropens set up, we'd divide up on teams and play out there in the arena. We loved it so good. You know, it's just something that we never could get enough of. I, I don't understand what changes these guys, you know, so I think now, even though a lot of these guys have been in the pros and a lot of them have been cut, they still really want to play, you know, and I don't know, I just, just for me, it's hard to swallow when you are a football fan 
in general, and you love the game so much, and yet you hear, well, this guy, they should pay him this, he should pay him. I mean, listen, man, if, if it's a business, then they need to change the name of it from, from football game to football business because, to me, it's a game. Now, I don't know how that intertwines or nothing like that, but they've they run the game by turning it into a business, in my opinion. You know, and, and I'm not the only one that thinks this way. All these older NFL guys think the same thing. I mean, guys that used to play because they wouldn't miss a game for nothing, and they wasn't even making much money just because they loved to play. That they wouldn't miss a game for anything. And now, man, you, you stump your toe and you're out. I I don't know, folks. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I know, you know, it may have to come crashing down uh, before uh, before something happens. But maybe this new league will uh, challenge them, and, and these guys seem to be playing hard, uh, you know, and that's the part I like about uh, women's football is they play hard. They play – they may not know as much. They may not have as much experience, but they play hard. The, the money's not there. They play because they love to. I know each one of them would love to make, be able to play and make a living. Uh, maybe they could dedicate themselves more to it. But, uh, you know, for now, you know, I, I think about it. If, if it ever happens, it may even ruin the game. So, I don't know. But I'm, I'm glad this new league is, is, uh, is doing good and, and uh like I said, maybe maybe next year or so they'll add add a few more teams. Uh, we'll see what happens. Speaking of the different sports, uh, Joey Logano wins the NASCAR race this past Sunday in Las Vegas. Three races, three different winners. Uh, Penske has two two team wins with Kislowski winning last week and, and Joey Logano. Uh, winning this week, so um, I didn't get to see that either. We were uh, practicing and, and busy all day, so it. Uh, we, uh, me and Jennifer were just talking, man. We just. It seems like we go, go, go. But uh, in case a lot of you didn't uh, know, time's getting ready to change this coming Saturday night. So uh, be sure and set your clocks back. Miss BJ didn't know that. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Maybe we can uh, start getting some practice in, some workout in on the uh, afternoons. Maybe if time gets later, help some of these new girls that uh, help get some girls some more experience. You know, get better, familiar with things. It's tough. It really is. It really is tough. So, uh, but I can say this: we. We had a great practice, even though it rained the whole time we were out there. We we were right out there in it. Um, every everybody uh, we had a great practice. We're excited. In case anybody don't know or remember, we're going back to uh, Nissan Stadium in Nashville, where the Tennessee Titans play their home game. Uh, we're going to play a four-quarter uh, game against the Knoxville Lightning. And we're we're really really uh, excited about it. We've had a good couple practices, and, and uh, uh, we're we're excited to 
to be going down there. To, uh, I ain't going to say for a rematch, but I guess, you know, to sort of finish what we got started and, and uh, before the weather turned terrible and, and we got ran out there because of the weather, uh, we're going back to, to start it. And I got some girls calling in to talk about it tonight. And uh, as a matter of fact, I think we got uh, Jessica Henderson on the line. Jessica, you there? Yes, sir. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Doing well, doing well. Well, tell me, uh, tell me how excited you are for uh, for this weekend. <laughs> I've been excited for a long time. Uh, like I said, I'm just ready to put everything that I have learned from the day I started till up to now, put everything into perspective and put everything into work and. Uh, I just can't wait to uh, go out there again, like I said, without the stress and all the other incitements and going on, but focus really on football and bringing this W back home. That's all I'm really focused on right now. Hey, I hear that. Now, for a lot of people listening and stuff, you don't have to say exactly and all this, how much you've learned, but we've had a brand new player the last couple of weeks and, and when when you look at her and and what we're trying to get her ready to go, um, and you think back on yourself, how how far have you come since you joined this team? After you know to where you are now, looking back to where she is now. Oh man, I came a long, long way. I mean, I mean, I went from learning my position and where I needed to play at to, like, knowing plays and knowing when things are happening and knowing what other people are starting to do. Um, and it's the same thing that she did, just put a lot of dedication in, uh, learning different plays, learning what's get going on, and just uh, asking questions whenever I felt confused or when needed. Uh, but I know I look at football and from just playing and uh, just looking at it on TV to actually, like, knowing what's going on now, it, it, I mean, it changed my whole mind of thinking. It, it's mind-blowing. Yeah, it, you know, when, to be honest with you, you know, what's funny is, is I'm an old Miami Dolphins fan from years ago. Dan Marino played. He was my favorite. And, and when I watched football, it was all about, the Dolphins and Dan Marine. I mean, I did watch a lot of other football, but it was just like I could care less. And and the, the moment, honestly, the moment that I started coaching this team, it was like, man, I, I flip-flop changed from, from watching football just to be watching it to, you know, all of a sudden I'm really watching coaches and I'm really watching uh, certain players and I'm you know, at that point in time, I can really respect what these great organizations stand for and what they do, you know. Mm-hmm. So, as a player, I understand that, you know, because you, you know, if you're, people don't realize, and I say this, and a lot of people get mad at me, but I, I use UT all the time as a, as a, something to talk about. You go down to Neyland Stadium and they have 108,000 there. 
and and ninety thousand of them don't even know what's going on. They just cheer yeah. on everybody, cheers and booze and, and all that. So you got about ten percent that really know what's going on in football. And honestly, until you start playing and you start really getting in deep and and how it works, you know, most people are part of that 90%. And once you start playing, just like you said, oh, then it changes. Then you start, I know you girls, a lot of you still have a lot of favorite teams and all, but then you start really watching your position and watching players across the league. And that's what's great about this sport. And that's I mean that's exactly what I did. I mean, I came in thinking I was like, oh, I wanted to be a quarterback. <laughs> and then he was like, no, this is where I, we we want you to play at. And I took it for what it was, and I just grew from there. So once I developed and understand where I needed to be, that's when I started to look at other teams and not even caring about what the score was. I was just looking at the footwork and uh, how they were defending and different things that at that point it didn't uh, to me I didn't really care about who was winning or if I had a favorite team it was just about the fundamentals of what I could do to see what it, how I could display that on the field because I see that they are protecting their block and protecting their quarterback and doing this all this extra stuff that really controls the game. I mean, I know points dictate the game, but little things as in blocking and making sure you protect it and stuff like that, that, that really uh, changes the whole momentum of the game. Yeah, you know, me and Jennifer watched the Super Bowl, and, and actually she wasn't happy who was playing in it because of the Patriots and all that. But when when we watched that game, the – Edelman had a great game. Their defense stepped up. I mean, obviously they changed the But where's that to me? Where that game was won versus most of the other New England games I've seen, it was won at the line of scrimmage by the offensive line. First and foremost, they ran the ball right down the Rams' throat. Secondly, they was blocking those pass rushers I mean, we literally watched, and, and, and when they replayed it, I told Jennifer, I said, watch this. you got this center between the center and guard that he's double-teaming, and at the last minute he's sliding off that double-team, and he's sliding over to help with the center with another guy. And they slowed those pass rushers down, and that's where the game was won. Um, the, Tom Brady played terrible, I thought. Gronkowski. Made a few good catches. Edelman wore them out. They couldn't uh, cover him. But the game was won in the trenches by the offensive line. Now, a lot of times, it all starts with the offensive line, don't get me wrong. But New England has had t- uh, trouble at times, you know, protecting or getting uh, uh, picking up the right blocking assignment. On this particular day, they really, really – uh, block good, and and you know what? Several years ago, I wouldn't even have even noticed that because I wouldn't even been paying attention to that. But you know, as as a coach, I, I really watch all the aspects of the game, and that just really stuck out to me. It just caught my eye, and, and even uh, Jim Nance and Tony Romo 
they replayed it back, and Tony Romo said, look right here, you know, what a great block that is. That's the difference in how you watch football once you start playing versus just being a fan. That's absolutely right. That's exactly how I look at it now. It's just like it. you just want to know more, and like I said, just know what you can do to uh, be just uh, – just good at your position and understanding. And I think understanding your position, also understanding yours, and then also understanding what your position does to help the next person. And I think once you start grabbing all of them aspects, that's when you really, that's when I really start, that's when I started to feel like the real passion of football. And I mean, I had it before, but now it was just like, it's even more, big of a uh, feeling that I have for it is because it's now it's like I know my purpose now. Yeah, and you, you know what, it's I, I can think back to the you know, the first, the first time I saw you and, and the first time, you know, you uh, uh, came, came to us and I looked and I thought uh, you know, she's probably a pretty good player and, and uh, when as you've grown but to me, to me, honestly, when when I see you, we got uh, one of the, one of your teammates will be on here just a minute. We'll talk to her, and it's sort of the same way with her. But when when you really decided that this is what I'm going to do, and it changed not just your it changed your whole demeanor, it changed your whole body style of and your whole mind thinking of. You know, instead of just dragging up the rear and showing up here and there, you know, you start getting early. And I know we talked about last week, but it changes your whole way of thinking. And when it just consumes you, that's when you really start to get it. That's when you really want to get better. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what it is. That's what you just have to really, like, uh, dedicated, like I was uh, talking to my, co- I was talking to one of my cousins uh, who played for another team, and I asked her like, what, what happened, and why she wasn't playing anymore. And she was just like, she had a lot going on, and she said she had uh, other things that came in the way. And I was like, man, I was really, I said I did too. Like I remember at a point when I was just like, man, I don't know if I could really pull this off. But every time I came to practice. I didn't think about nothing else. Everything that I was going through and everything that was I felt like that was pulling me away didn't matter to me. So that showed me, like, okay, this is really where I wanted to be. So I really started to put that in perspective and started dedicating and making sure, like, nothing was going to come in the way of that. And that's when I guess everything just clicked for me when I just went after it after that. Uh I, it didn't matter, like, what I had going on personally or if I didn't feel like something was going right. I Like I said, once I got on the field and I seen everybody, my teammates there, and I seen my coaches there, and I felt that atmosphere, it was just like nothing mattered. So that's when I said, I told myself, I said, it, it, it gets no better than this. And the only way it's going to get any better than this is if I commit myself. And that's what I told myself, and that's what I'm trying to do. I hopefully, like, uh, I'm glad you noticed it because that's something that I'm just trying to do across the board. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to stand out no more than no one else. I'm just trying to – I just know how much it, it's 
it's the good of a feeling to me, and I just want to express that. Well, you you know, here here's the thing, and I know, you know, probably most of the players don't realize this, but, you know, the coaches talk on a regular basis, and we talk about players, and, you know, naturally there, there's always players you're concerned with and players you're concerned about and this, that, and other, and, and you know what? And you never know what you got until season really gets going. But you have an idea, and and you know, since since and you know when it all happened, and and I don't have to say it, but since that it has consumed you, and that's what I don't under you know I tell these girls, look, if you gotta think, you know, people want to tell me, you know, maybe you can, uh, you know, talk to this player and, and they'll play. Listen, if I have to talk to you about playing. Then, then you're probably not going to play because it's not in you. What, once this gets in you, then your name leaves that discussion that the coaches already have. You see what I'm saying? Like, since January, your name is not a concern. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're, you, you get what I'm, what I'm talking about? And yeah. it's, it, before, it's like, well... You know, she could be this, she could be that. I'm worried about here, there, and and now, you know, it's it's none of that. And that's a, uh, you know, a great tribute, not not to any of us, but to yourself. I mean, sure, it takes coaches, but these you girls have to take it upon yourself and accept. Hey, this is what I want to do. You don't understand, and I, I think you do now, but. As the years go on, you know, one of your teammates is is, is uh, would just kill, die to be 20, 30 years younger, not 30, but 20 years younger, and be able to start playing. Matter of fact, two or three of your teammates, uh, probably yourself as well, to started it when they was 17 or 18. And we have all kinds of 17 and 18 year old girls that come and just walk away and you know not even realizing you know well yeah I like it but you know and when it's but is like what you said you had stuff going on but you realized when you showed up for practice that all that stuff you had going on you never even thought about because you were actually engulfed in something that uh, you really, you really love. Hey, uh, go ahead. Uh, let's get let's get Steph on here, and we'll get her in the conversation as well. Dr. Steph, you there? Yeah, I'm here, Coach. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing good. Hey, we got Jessica Henderson on the line with us, and uh, uh, I wanted to get you on here as well because uh, to talk same time as as with her because you know I I told you here a while back that you know you you sort of this year you've taken a, a different approach to um to this team versus what you did last year and I I understand that, that a lot of girls are not in the best of situations to do things but and especially you being pretty far away and having a long drive and um you know just some people have better jobs than others, but 
you just take an approach upon yourself to be better as a player, better as a teammate, and, and you know, better as a person by by showing up more, um, not missing any practices and, and being on time and, and all that. Just, you know, what what what's that meant to you? Oh, it's 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 meant the world to me. Like, um, of course, last year, like you said, you know, I had my struggles, and um, there for a good part, for a good while, I didn't know if I was going to get to play or not because um, of financial situations. But thankfully, I've gotten a new job that um, it, it's been better on my schedule for football and allowed me to give more time to it as well as get me in better shape for it. So I'm pretty grateful for that. But it's, um, it's like it's like Henderson was saying, you know, just like I realized one day that, you know, this is my outlet. You know, this is my escape from the stresses of my life, and this is where I want to be. Um, and it just kind of it, it put the trigger in me. Well, you know, what? you're, you're younger than, than a lot of the girls on the team. I mean, we have a lot of girls in the Dirty 30 Club this year more so than last, I think, and, and you're younger than a lot of girls on the team. And uh, you, you girls, you know, as long as we can keep this team together and, and keep players, and that's the hard part. I mean, you, Steph, have been here. This is your second year, and, and you've seen so many players come and go. And, you know, so far this year you've seen a bunch come and go. But if we keep this team together and keep players, um, you know, you girls can play for a long time. Um, and, you know, I know when you're you're younger, you know, like I think you might have played some elementary ball in middle school or something. But you don't really get – you don't get the, the aspect of the game as much as, as what you do now uh, as you do then. And – you know, to be able to play a sport that's made, I'm going to say this, and I don't want nobody to take it wrong way. Let's just say this. It was started by men, and pretty much everybody thinks, you know, it's a men's sport. So to be able to play a sport that is dominated by men, that the game is made for you, the girls now, to play for a long time, you know, what does that mean to y'all? Oh, it's it's absolutely amazing, you know, because like you know, I did play when I was in school, and uh, like I, said, I didn't have a good understanding of the game. Um, the coaches started recruiting me at a young age and just put me out there on defense and told me to react and go where the ball was. Um, and that was my understanding of the game at that point was just go where the ball is. Uh, but you know, with you guys, it's you really broken it down and giving me a better understanding of the game and because of the things you're teaching me, how you're teaching me, like you said, it is going to allow me some longevity. Like, I'm 28, I'm getting close to the Dirty 30 Club, but then I look at, I look at like, Jen, and she's still going, and she's hardcore, and that's what I want to be, you know, that's where I want to be when I'm her age as well. Right. What about you, Henderson? I know that you've got a friend that played in the NFL. I, I know who he is, and I've talked to him, uh, before, um, you know, what what does that mean to you? Because, I mean, I know you probably loved it before, but, you know, it's all you see when you, you talk football, it's all boys or men. 
you know, never anything about women. I mean, I just, I feel like it's just, it's just something that uh, has been shadowed for a long time that's uh, eventually coming to the light. And uh, I feel like it's an honor. Like I told you, I'm glad to be a part of it at this stage. You know what I mean, I remember one time we was talking, I said, Coach, you think I'll be in the shape or be the age to see where women are finally going to get paid for doing this? And, I mean, you said if everything goes right and people start committing themselves, it should. And I feel like it, it definitely is a, a sport that's going to be more accepting to it. I think we, we are gaining more respect. I mean, I have plenty, of, especially for when I was younger, playing with friends and stuff. I was more of a basketball person, so I really couldn't play football because my coach was like, if you get hurt, it's going to mess up your real season. But – I just have all the support from them, too. A lot of friends that I played with, and they like, man, I you, I told you, you should have been doing this. And it just it just gives me like, more confidence that not only that women are playing football, but it's just the, the support that I'm getting from the reaction of me playing football. So, I mean, I feel like it's just going to continue to grow. And I like I said, I think it's just something that people really haven't talked about, but it's starting to be this topic of discussion. Well, you know, to, to come from, I'll say this, um, six years ago, it was a little bit before six years ago, almost, well, just about six years and three months ago, um, I come in from a trip, and and Jennifer uh, may have been a little more six years. I, I'm not exactly sure. I don't want nobody to quote me to it. She might know the exact time, but. I come in from a trip. I used to run to Houston, Texas, back every week. And I come in from a trip. She's a huge Peyton Manning fan. He played for the Colts. And, uh, you know, I mean, she take a lot. When they would lose, man, it was it was hell being around her house, buddy, for a long time because she took it as if she had lost. And and I come in, and, and they, they were uh, – I don't know that I got home by the game or what, but I come in and, and you know, it's like she says, man, I, I, I just wish I could play. You know, she never got to play sports or anything in her life. And I said, listen, surely with all the technology and stuff today, you can find they're playing football somewhere, women's football somewhere. And, of course, I've talked about this story and all that. Since that day, from the first time I went and watched a women's team practice to now, which she plays, I guess it was a, she took off a year, so this is our fifth year, so it may have been seven years ago. From that time, whatever it is to now, you would not believe the difference that just I myself have seen not only in the progression of how much better our team is than the team she played on. Now, the team she played on in Chattanooga, hey, they had some good players, but they had no direction. They didn't have any, They didn't have no dedication. They didn't have commitment. That all show up on game day. But the rest of the time, it was just like a big joke and a big party. And I couldn't stand it. I just, to me, I said, you know what? It's taken away from the game that I love. With what they're doing here. And, you know, Jennifer was just so glad to play that it was like 
none of that mattered until about halfway through the season. And then once she was making that long drive step, you make a long drive, just think of driving 225 miles one way. And she was making that long drive, and nothing was changing. And then it starts to wear on you. You know, man, I love to play, but I just can't, you know, put up this kind And I point blank told her they had a team meeting the following year. I point blank, I said, hey, you need to go down there. You need to talk to the people that run that team. You need to talk to the coach and say, hey, I'm not trying to threaten anybody. I just listen. For me to make this arrangement, I mean, for me to dedicate to play, because, listen, y'all both know how I am. I mean, you both know I'm big on practice and I'm big on being there. And Jennifer will tell you, the day she said she was going to play, I said, hey, you got to make all these practices. And that's going to take a toll on you. And even at that point in time, I told her then. So I, I was always big on it. I said, you need to talk to these coaches and stuff and see if things are going to be different. Well, she would messaged the coach. He was supposed to show up at the team meeting and heard a talk. And she drives all the way to Chattanooga, actually past Chattanooga, into Georgia, to this team meeting, and the coach didn't even show up. She called me and she said, you know what? I just got my answer. She said, we would start our own team. So she took a year off. Now, you just think of this. Take a year off. Most girls, when they – it's been in, in our – what we've learned in our – paying attention and do this football, they take a year off, they never come back. They never come back. So she just played a year, and if she takes a year off so we can get this team together, it took a whole year. And from from where what I seen that first day to now is unreal. If if we could get more people to understand that to understand that all this harping I do is, is not for me. It's for all you girls. Here's the thing. we What you see our team grow, growing, you see both of you girls growing, each team has to do that for you girls to reach that goal of getting supplemented to play this sport. That's what it's going to take. Now, Stephanie already knows because she played last year and we played some really good teams. And, Jessica, you're going to find out this year that there's some really good football, women football players and teams in this league. And they've gotten better every year we've had a team. So it's made great strides. If we can continue to keep getting the word out there, continue to keep getting girls like both of y'all, that that football consumes your body, that consumes your life, that, you know, like like me, practice was over Sunday. I'm already thinking about this game on Sunday. I mean, it can't get quick enough for me. And I'm I'm just yeah. a coach. I'm just <laughs> You know what I'm saying? If if it if it affects me that much, I, I wish that all the girls on our team and all the girls playing women's football, I wish it could get inside of them and affect them that much. Y'all y'all understand what I'm saying? 
Absolutely. Oh yeah. Steph tell you I've been uh motivated since practice. I I think I posted something the other day telling everybody we should be already thinking about Sunday and just and how much I can't wait to get on the field with everybody and uh the I think I think our teams had a touching moment and I think every it clicked in for everybody after our scrimmage uh with amongst each other. Like I feel like that's when our team like we were a team before but I think it took it to a whole nother perspective then. Because I think everybody's seen how everybody was hungry and how everybody wanted it. And I think that's that I know it was a, a touching moment for me because just like watching myself just playing and looking at everything and then just seeing everybody else fight, it's just like, who, why would you not want to give your all for that person? Like, look how much passion they have. Like, how can you not bring 100% effort to the field when you look to, at the person beside you and you see how hard they're going? And, I mean, and I think that's how our team bounces off each other. And I think that's why, I, like I said from the beginning, I feel like this is our year. This is going to be our year. Well, I de- I definitely agree, and and you know, listen, I, I can't tell you enough of of I could go on and on about how many I, I I'm under fire all the time because of because of the way I am. Listen, I'm I'm the way I am because I hate to lose. You can ask Jennifer back when. Before she ever started roping, before she ever started playing football, she couldn't hardly stand to be around me when we'd go to roping, and I would lose because of something stupid I'd do. Hey, I was so mad and so hard on myself. She couldn't stand to be around me. She didn't understand it then. I, I bet she understands it now. But at the time, she didn't understand it. Everybody said, oh, man, this guy, this guy, he does this, he does that. It's all because I want perfection from you girls or you girls. That's what I want. I want y'all to be the best. You don't know how many people told me when we were going to start this team, you'll never be able to do it. You'll never be able to do it. We've been around women's football for 15 years. They don't want to be held accountable. They don't want to be coached hard. They don't want to do this. They don't want you to get on them. I said, well, listen, they won't play for me then because I'll tell you right now, I'm going to hold them accountable. I'm going to get on them. We're going to play like boys, but they're going to be women. We're going to go at You'll never do it. You'll never get a team. You'll never do it. Well, they were partially right. We don't have a huge team, but we've had a team, and we've had a good team, and we've had teams that that, uh, compete every year for the highest awards and it's it's all because what I want to get accomplished is just slowly getting into you girls that you're accomplishing it yourself. I mean I'll guarantee you Stephanie I'll, I'll tell you I've had to do less uh bow and pit and, and butt chewing and all that this year than I did last year. Absolutely. 
That is, that is totally true. I, I heard last year, I couldn't tell you how many times about, you know, you girls need to get in shape. You girls need to take this more seriously. I've not heard this a single time this year. Well, that, and, that, and that's what I'm saying because, I mean, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if we're going to have enough years left in me uh, to to get it through to all the girls, but it seems like each year, honestly, it seems like each year we finally get that into one more player, you know. So this is our fifth year, and we've really got. And I and I'll be honest with you now. After this year, I think we'll have more. But you just look that. After five years, girls, I want you to think about this. Five, this will be the T organization's fifth year. There's only two players left from that original team. Two. Just think of that. Two. Okay. There's only, we'll see, Smiley, Haley. Um, who else might be? I don't want to leave anybody out. I'm not sure how many's left from the second year, and in the third year, uh, then we got. That's when we got Junior. That's when we got Jamie. That's when we got Danny. Um, who else did we get? Uh, when see? did you get Caitlin? Huh? When did you get Caitlin? She came the first year. She was a. She was the second player, but the third player that we had. Uh, Jennifer was the first, Maddie Greer was the second, and Caitlin was the third player we had. And uh, I'm, so you get what I'm saying is, is is every year we lose so many. So you're gaining you're gaining new girls, but you're 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 losing girls. But each year it's like you really you know it's like you're planting a tree every year, you know. That you you got 20, 20 plants and only one stays and really the roots sink in and that's sort of where we've been and you know I don't know what why that is you know I don't know why you know girls come and play one year I mean I listen the first time I ever played the game of football I knew I was hooked you know I knew without a shadow of a doubt I was hooked and. You know, you girls are given a great opportunity. There was, you don't know what kind of opportunity you've been given because there was a player from another team, Mathis Jen, for this week, and wanted to know how we did things, how we could get by without charging our girls a fortune and still pay our bills and still do this because they're paying a, an ungodly amount and they're still. Um, not getting anything accomplished. So, you know, a lot of these teams, I'm going to say this, since we're talking about playing Knoxville on Sunday, they started their team the same year we started our team. In, in that many years, since since we've had the organization, if, if you consider Tony Seymour as a coach, he was there some of the time, some of the time he was. Jimmy Shores was there the first year, quit after the second year. Mike was there uh, the second year and then left part of the year to go coach the boys. Other than that, and you got me, that's all about Coach Knoxville 
since they've had a team the same year as us, they're working on about their 30th coach. Oh, now, wow. How, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, they have way more players than us. You, you've seen that, that game in Nashville, how many players they had. You'll see this weekend they'll probably have 10 more players than we do this week. But, but what they're what they're hearing, I mean, the same thing you girls are hearing, you can ask Steph, is the same message she heard last year is the same message they heard the year before and the year before that and the year before that. And they're hearing it over and over and over from me, uh, you know, because I've been here that whole time. And there's a lot, even though I may not be the best to know everything, there's a lot to be said by hearing the same thing year in and year out, getting that consistency there, bringing you girls along, bringing you players along, letting them know and understand what you expect of them. And I think mm-hmm. that is part of, I mean, I know that's part of the reason we we lose so many players because a lot of them just can't stand it that you hold them to the fire that much. But how how do you ever get better if you don't? That's my question. Exactly. <laughs> you I mean, I guess that's just criticism. Go ahead, Henderson. I will. Uh, I will personally think that uh, if you didn't hold me accountable, Coach, I probably thought, think you didn't like me. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, they say when your coach stops talking to you, that's when you need to be worried. So, I would probably think something was wrong if you didn't say something to me. If you didn't hold me to a standard, I will. I would probably think I was doing something wrong. So I don't understand that. Well, the the message was was to me is is listen, y'all. <laughs> I wish I wish Jennifer let you see some of the old film and when when I went to play, or when I went to play, when she played down there, and I'd go to the games. I paid my money to get in, and let me tell you something. I was one of them people. I walked up and down them bleachers. And I screamed and hollered the whole time. I actually screamed so much, they come out of the announcer Sam one time and told me that I need to calm down. And I told them I paid my money to get in there. I'd say whatever I wanted to. Well, it just drove me insane the way that the team played that I couldn't just stand it. And you just can't imagine. If you think I'm crazy now, oh, man, I... And they was just like, they'll never play the way you want them to play. And they're talking about the team they had down there. They'll never play that way. I said, well, they'll never win. Oh, yes, they will. I said, listen, they'll never win. I know there was there was some guys that played, their, their wives played, I'm sorry, some guys that their wives played, and at practice, I stayed out of them. I'll tell you, I stayed my own distance. I helped her at home, but I stayed my distance. And they come up to me uh, probably about three weeks before the first game. Man, what do you think about the team? I said, I doubt you won't know what I think about them. They said, really? What, what do you think about them? I said, 
you don't want to know. They said, well, how many games do you think we'll win? I said, how many do they play? They said, eight. I said, they'll be lucky to win one. Oh, they'll win way more than one. You don't know this coach. I said, listen, I've been around football my whole life. It's the worst team I've ever seen. And they was like, no way. This coach won't refuse How many games y'all think they won? They probably ain't win none of them, Coach. They won one. <laughs> they won one. They won one. I mean, you stated it last week. On You stated it last week, though. When you was giving a scenario, I forgot what school it was. And what I think it was we were you were talking about basketball at the time. Or football. It could, I'm, nine times out of ten, it's probably football. But you said how if you were coaching and you were in charge, you would start from, like, the middle school to the high to well, I guess when they're like eighth grade, then playing JV up to varsity, and everybody will be on the same page because when they all on the same page and they grow, they see what's expected of them. They're gonna play in their position, and that's what I was stating about knowing your position and knowing uh, once you know your position, you know how much how that is important and to how everything is functioning. So to have been through or seen 30 different points of views and then trying to develop their self as a player, that's going to be hard. Because then you got 30 different people looking at you and thinking and putting you where they think you need to be instead of working you where you know, you know what I mean, where you were best benefit at. That's, that's, uh, that's mind-blowing to me. Yeah, it is, and, and here's the here's the scenario. If you take, I don't know how many, that's just how many total coaches they've had. I'm not sure how many head coaches they've had uh, down there, four or five, six, I don't know. Uh, they had two in one year there. But any anyway, what, what I'm getting at is each head coach likes certain things they like to do, okay? I mean, like you girls know what I like to do. Here, here's the thing. If 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 I just up quit tomorrow, and and Mike would take over, if he was smart, he would do what I've been doing because all you girls are familiar with that. But that doesn't mean he would. He might have his own idea that he wants to put in. All right, then we get somebody else in there. Then they have a different idea they want. They don't want to run the offense we've been running. Then you get somebody, you see what I'm saying? All head coaches have different ideas of the offense they want to run, the defense they want to run, how the quarterback plays, uh, all that stuff. So just what you said is is as true as anything. Now, it's not just the coaches. The players have to adapt to that too. Now, they've got some players – they don't want a coach in there like me. Uh, some of the players down there on that team was in our camp before. And you know what? They left because of the way I am. They literally left because of the way I am and the way I do things. And the way this team does things, they left because of that. When when we got after one another in that, uh, in that inner uh, squad, Scrimmage the other day, they they wouldn't have been they wouldn't do that they wouldn't do anything like that. 
they did not like the way we did things, so they went back. Now, they all everybody wants to talk about winning. Everybody wants to talk about being great. I've heard it, heard it, heard it, man. I I won't come play for y'all. I won't come play for y'all. Most of them that say that never last because they really don't want to do what it takes to be a winner. You know what I'm saying? And you girls know, and especially Steph, Steph took a lot of high-end chewings from me, a lot, and for different things. But she also knows that that I have her best interest at heart, that I just want her to be great, and if she ever needs anything, I'm there for her. It's not just a one-way street that when we're there to play football, we're there to play football. And that's where these people can't understand that I want you girls to be the best, and we're going to try to do whatever it takes to be that. Uh, absolutely. Hey, honestly, i got to say, you know, I, you, you have chewed my ass a lot, but I'm thankful for every time you've done it because I've learned. And I feel like that's something a lot of these girls coming in here, you know, they want to say they play football. But, I mean, it happens with guys' football, too. you got guys that walk out there and want to say they're on the team but then don't want to put in the work or be held accountable. And, you know, sometimes I might get butt hurt if I'm getting my ass chewed, but in the end I'm going to be grateful for it because that's what it takes to, to be better as an athlete. Otherwise, why would we have coaches? Well, you look at the greatest – you look at the greatest coaches at their at their sport, and we'll start with Pat Summit. Pat Summit, they said, was was ungodly the way she did things. She was one of the winningest coaches ever. Then you got Gino, R.E.M. at Connecticut. He's the same way. He'll tell you he learned from Pat Summit. You know. Then you got Coach K. Then you got Bobby Knight. You know. You got. You got Steve Spurrier, you got Nick Saban, you got Bill Belichick. You look at all these guys, and when when you talk about them or you ask people about them, they're usually not a popular decision. Now, Pat Summit is because we live in Tennessee. The rest of them, if you live in their respective state, then they're going to be popular. But when you ask people right now about Gino Oriama or Bill Belichick, they hate him. They hate them, I hate them, I hate them. They hate them because they're winners. They don't like them. Every one of these people, everyone, your friend, Henderson, that played for Belichick, actually released him, was part of the reason he got released. I asked him about Bill. That's the greatest coach I ever played for in my life. I loved him. I loved him. He was part of the reason he was home. But he understood why people that play for these coaches love them because you know everything you get from them is pure. That there is no strings, there is no ifs, ands, or buts. What you get is what you get, and when that's over, they're going to do everything they can for you in life. You know, that's where that's where the difference is, and a lot of it in women's is we're not there. To, to where everybody wants to accept that kind of coaching and that kind of uh, being held to the fire. You know what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. That's, um, 
I couldn't agree with you more. And because, as like you said, you know, you you do get hard on us, but you're always there for us, you know. And these great coaches like Belichick, he's he's always been there for his team, and he's consistently won year in and out, you know. Uh, well, I'm not a big Tom Brady fan, but I'm a huge Belichick fan, and um, have a lot of respect for how he runs his team. And uh, honestly, uh, me and my dad was talking the other day, and you know, we were comparing you to Belichick actually by the way you run things and make sure you know we're out there, we know where we're supposed to be, you know, we're uniform, and the fact that you do get on us because you know you do, like you said earlier, um, you you want us to win for us, and you want us to get better for us, and you know us to know what we're capable of. Yeah, and I think any, I think Go ahead, Henderson. Uh, I think anybody that's an athlete and they step on the court and they feel like they can't be corrected, I mean, that is just like that's ignorant. Like I feel like if you can't, if you put, if you're an athlete and you think that you're not going to be Push to your full potential to be. You have to be ignorant because everybody wants to be better. Everybody, you're not getting on the court or the field. You're not throwing for a hundred yards every game. You're not running for a thousand yards. You're not getting every tackle. Like so, it's always things that you can improve on. And just because somebody's telling you, hey. You might have done that, but that's not the right way, and you don't accept that and try to grow from it. You you have to be ignorant. Well, I'll, I'll say this, and and I know that, um, you know that that players on certain teams have, I'm gonna say women's teams that I know of that have gotten coaches ran off. Now, now I'm gonna tell you something. When Jennifer played at the train. All those girls that had played for this guy for several years loved him. I'm telling you, they would fight you over him. The guys that their wives played for him that I was in the stands with, they would get irate with me. I'd say this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. They were ready to fight me over this guy. I understand their passion, but I'm telling you, if I had that team and that talent, we would have probably lost two games that year, and that would have been both the Atlanta Peace. The rest of the teams that we played, maybe the Jacksonville Dixie Blues, uh, we'd have been five and three because I would have did things different. They had a quarterback back there that turned the ball over like 23 times all year, and they just kept letting her do it back there. And let I would have made a change immediately. Uh, there was just lots of things I would have did, but, you know, you're only – you know, you have to have everybody believe in you. I'll say this. There's nobody. I know that team didn't. I know the the girls that, I mean, we have girls that played on the Knoxville team, not just the ones this year, but Smiley actually played there the first year they had a team. Uh, the teams that I know of, there's nobody that does for their team what me and Jim this team. I think that's big. So I think deal of probably need to keep their phone. There. But you know, 
that's something that people, you know, that, that gets to me is like, you know, we're doing everything we can to to help you. You think it's rough here? Go somewhere else and play. Now, you might not. You might like it because they don't get on you and do things like we do or hold you accountable. But I'll promise you, if you're serious about it, you're going to let them play in here. Yeah, that's that's what uh, that's what that's what you feel, and like when you when you get there, it's like you feel that you have to be accountable, and that's why like I feel like everybody on the team feels like when they ha- when they can't be at practice, they feel hurt by it or they're not happy about it. I don't think nobody on the team is just okay with missing practice because of the way you carry it and because of how everybody else carry it. And uh two I was gonna get back to coach you 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 coach people according to their position. Like you put people where they need to be. And that's what separates like good your good coaches from like the man you were just talking about with the quarterback, how he was getting all these turnovers. You noticed his weakness, so you played. You would have played him into his full potential and what he could have did to carry that team. And that's where a lot of coaches, I think, don't see. They don't look at the player for who they are. They put the player and where they want him and where they think, like you said, the way they want to run their offense instead of looking at what you have and working with that to create an awesome offense and an awesome defense. Well, I'm going to tell you a little story here. Is is people don't understand this, and um, I'm not uh, I'm not easy on uh, Jennifer at all when it comes to coaching her and 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 things of that nature. I hold her to the highest of standards. Uh, for one, she she's been here longer. She's a, a part owner of the team. And she's married to me, and she hears it all the time. And we watch football all the time. So, to me, she should know more than everybody on the on the team and the field, and I hold her to those standards. Most people wouldn't dare do that. When she played down there, this coach, these guys literally told me, you know, your wife looks like she's a pretty good player, but I doubt she'll play much. She don't play rookies. I said, what? What do you mean? Well, he he just don't play rookie. I said he's an idiot. Well, no, you don't. I mean they 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 took offense. You don't know. I said, listen. The one thing I know about sports, my brother was one of the best coaches ever. Coached all kinds of guys. Played in the NFL and D one. You play the best players. It doesn't matter if they're a rookie. It doesn't matter if they've been there. 15 years, you play the best players. That's who you play. Oh, uh, uh, you know, that's all they kept saying. Well, she started on offense every game, and they had her playing defensive end, which she is way out of position, and I'm talking about Tampa's defensive end. She's, she's an interior line, middle linebacker type person. That's where she's made to play on defense, not at defensive end. Well, they played her defensive end, and she was still. Now, think of this. They were so crazy. 
that two or three games they never even let her play any defense. Now, y'all both have watched her play, and y'all both have seen her play defense since you've been on this team. She And they didn't even let her play two or three games of defense. She was the third leading tackler on that team. How do you keep somebody on the sideline that you don't let play for three games and they're still the third leading tackler on your team? How does that happen? Pride. Because he just, <laughs> he just wasn't trying to play. He he was stuck in his ways. Like you, that's why I said that's what separates your good coaches and good teams and winners because they play with the people that they have that's producing. They see what they offer to the team, and they play them to that full potential. And that's what I think – and that's what I know you do, Coach. You look at us – you looked at us when we was from the day we started, running drills, getting time, seeing how fast we were, doing all the uh, tryouts and stuff throughout everything when we was conditioning. And you played us – you put us in our position to – make sure that we conquer that because uh, I even said it. I've seen Jennifer all over the field I said Lord I, I need to be her <laughs> I need to be her because looking at her going everywhere made me just want to work that much harder yeah. well just just think man I mean now she's just down there with with just not knowing with no coaching no direction just me telling her, hey, just go out there and bust some head and go make the tackle. And, uh, you know, and they just, I just could not believe that at the end of the year that she was the third leading tackler on the team. And for two or three games, they played this other girl that, I mean, couldn't play dead in a Western movie, man. I mean, she was terrible. <laughs> uh, she... She was terrible, but the the first hey the first practice I went to, Jamford went to several tryouts. The first practice I went to, I sit over there a long way. I sit about where where the Indian Trails Pavilion is, away from the school, away from the field, about as far as the other sideline is at Indian Trail. And I just sit over there minding my own business, and. Uh, they're out there doing these drills. The coach finally shows up late. He goes out there. He's a chain smoker. He was smoking one out after another, and he's smoking in the huddle. And I couldn't stand that to begin with. Um, I thought, what kind of – I mean, the players, they'd take smoke breaks instead of water breaks. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm, oh I'm, no, I'm serious. You ask Jennifer. I'm not kidding you. And so, anyway, I'm sitting over there, and, and – they're just like, I mean, like right now, listen, I mean, if somebody new would come to join our team to this, not this week, but next week, we already, we like the new girl we just had this week, uh, Jerry. She came. We already been practicing. We sort of know who's going to play where. We're going to give her an honest shot once she gets up to, to speed to see what she can do. I didn't, I didn't not like the fact that he didn't put Jennifer in there. What I didn't like is he didn't even talk to her. He didn't even introduce himself to her or nothing. They just put her in a place and wanted her to be a blocking dummy and let these girls just sort of push her around. She come over for a water break, and I said, listen, 
I'm going to tell you something right now. If you want to play, if you just want to be on this team, just continue doing what you're going to do. I said if you want to be, if you want to play for this team, you better go out there and start busting some heads. Well, she she's scared to death, of course. Well, what do you think I should do? I said I'd be busting through that line. The coach was playing quarterback, and I said I'd be getting back there to the coach. Well, when they went back, she started doing that. After about the third play, she tackled him. He gets up, slams the ball down. His exact words, not mine, his exact words is, I don't know who the hell that is, but somebody ought to think about blocking. You know, you see what I'm saying? From that moment on, I told her, I said, listen, if you're ever going to see the field, you're going to have to give way more than everybody else because they don't get it here. They don't get it. And they did let her play offense, guard or tackle, somewhere along there. Um, and they played her at the end, and she had third – she's third leading tackler on her team, and they didn't even play her on defense two or three games. And both of you girls know what she can do here. And, listen, I'm not, you know, giving her props because she's my wife. I'm just giving her props because she was that much better of a player than the rest of them, and she gets held to higher standards here. I'm just saying that's how much different it is on other teams. You girls don't know how lucky you are that I take the approach that I take. I may be hard on you, but the bottom line is we're going to play the best players, and if you're one of them, great. If you're not, you need to work harder to be one of them, and that's the way I always believe. It ain't because you're a veteran or you're a rookie. I feel that same. I feel you haven't made me feel, I mean, like just because it was my first year, I was not held to the same expectations as anybody that's been there for a while. I mean, like I said, I think ever since I got on the team, I mean, I always wanted to be better. And I think you pushed me. And uh, Jennifer pushes me to be all that I can, and I, and I feel like uh, that's what I need as an athlete. I need that, and I told you that, Coach. Before I told you, I texted you and said I needed the discipline to make sure that I am held accountable. I agree well, totally. Yeah, well, the greatest thing, hey, the greatest statement for for me, Henderson, about you is when I go to the bank and Nikki Hess says, I don't know why, but Jessica Henderson loves you. I said, I know why. I know exactly why. I said, because I stay on her and I hold her accountable. I give her what she needs and what she needs to hear, not what she wants to hear. That's why she loves me. She just shakes her head because <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> and that's, you know what, that's the greatest that was the greatest compliment, honestly, when she said that because I knew why. I mean, it's it's when you it's when you girls get that is is when I know that I have succeeded. The problem is I don't get through to very many that much for them to to really digest that and understand that man, it's for their benefit. It's not for mine. I mean, sure, I want to win. I want to win for you girls. I mean, but if we don't win a game, it's not going to – I can care less about my legacy. It ain't got nothing to do with me. 
I played football on the worst team in the world. We lost all the time. I couldn't do nothing about it. I went out there and give 110% every single night. I couldn't. I mean, I, all honesty, I almost felt like the water boy. And, I, I mean, you just, one person can't do it. And you know what? What my what I want to do is take each person that really wants to play, that really wants to be a great football player, is make them that, just that, a football player. Not just a woman's football player, but a football player. And I can't do it unless they want to do it. It has to come from within them. I can give them all the tools. I can give them all the knowledge. I can put them in the best position. But you girls both know it's up to you to do something with it. It's not up to me. I can only do for you what I can. I can't go out there and play for you. If I could, it, it, it would be great, but I can't. And that's all I can do. And each year I hope to instill uh, into more girls each and each year. And, uh, you know, it, it's tough to do, girls. You just don't understand. I agree with you. You know, it does it does come from within, you know. Um, not everybody's born to be an athlete. You know, you do have to be coachable. And that's, you know, of course, you know, like you said, you know, I've, I had to, you had to break through to me as well. You know, I, I knew I wanted to play football, but I was so, you know, caught up with the rest of my life, you know, you know, like, as I said earlier, um, but like you said, it has to consume you. It has to come from within. You have to really have that drive to want to be the best athlete you can possibly be. And not just, you know, at practice, you know, it's not something, you know, we get to practice once a week. Um, we can't just show up on Sunday and, you know, give it everything there and not do it every other day of the week. And that's something I was missing, you know, last year I got caught up working and wouldn't, you know, devote the time to my nutrition or fitness. And um, that really showed on the field and um, just, you know, like you say, you got through to me uh, last year and towards the end of the season, I did not like the taste of losing in that championship. And that really, really set me off to um, – uh, hitting the gym, you know, getting getting work workouts, uh, getting my fitness and nutrition in order overall. And, I mean, even myself, like the, the film from the scrimmage we had, it was like watching a different person play just because I was, I was able to move a little bit faster. I'm not where I want to be yet. But through your coaching and through the things you've done for me, it's, it's really, it's really helped. Well, I'm gonna. We ain't got much time left, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna, you know, leave you girls with, with something to think about. For one, just just think about that. If if in fact we could get enough money to supplement you girls for playing, at least if it was enough where you could just have a part time job and part time playing. I mean, where we could practice more and work a part time job. Just think how much better you would be. How much better your team would be, um, but for for you, Steph, it, listen. There, there's nobody, and you know yourself, takes losing harder than me. 
And my message was in that was in that locker room after we lost that championship game. I'll never forget it. It was short and sweet. I walked in there devastated. And I said, girls, when you decide you want to be winners and you decide you get tired of losing, you decide you want to hoist up that trophy again, you let me know and you'll do something about it. I'll never forget it. Those are exactly the words I said. And if that's not enough to motivate you, if you're on that team, then I don't know what is. Then, then there's nothing I could ever do or say because you were already devastated. All the other players were already devastated. But when you walked away from that field, if I went through there and put my finger on every single player and asked them, did you give every single thing you had to win this game, there wasn't there wasn't have been very many that would have raised their hand that said they did. And that's where when the going gets tough, you have to reach deeper and deeper and deeper and you have to go that extra mile and be doing it. That's when you have to hear in the back of your mind, this crazy dude that I can't stand is telling me all this, that's when it takes over. And when and I meant what I said, when you girls decide you really want to win and you get tired of this, you let me know. Well, the ones I, I learned, because the ones that came back to redeem themselves are here, and the ones that didn't or quit, they're gone. That told me everything I need to know. Well, girls, hey, we're out of time. Hey, I appreciate y'all coming on and talking. And, uh, uh, man, I'm I'm so excited about this Sunday and, and looking forward to going down there and, and uh, uh, seeing what we got, putting our uh, talents out there on the field and our hard work and seeing what we got going on. So, hey, thank both of you girls for coming on. All right. Thank folks, you, guys. you. All right, folks. Jessica Henderson and Stephanie Evans from the Tri-City Thunder both play on the offense, defensive line, center, guard, tackle. They play a little bit everywhere. Uh, they've really stepped up their game. They're going to be um, great forces for us this year, and I'm I'm excited, and, and they're excited. Um, you know, I thought Stephanie actually lives in, in Rutledge, Tennessee. It's closer to Knoxville than it is to us, and like Jennifer, when she researched teams, she researched the, the Knoxville team, and she researched the Tri-Cities Thunder. And she'll tell you, it's she never went down there. But by what girls we get from down there, and by the way she sees them and the way she acts, she's so glad she made the extra drive up here versus going down there that's closer. Um, when... Forever, she's probably thinking she didn't. This dude's crazy. He stays on me. Man, he don't know how far I've got to drive. He don't know my situation at home. And I promise you, if anybody understands, Steph, about your whole deal any more than me, there's nobody out there. I've been where you've been. I've I've been in that situation. I understand it more than everybody. But there's sometimes you have to rise above that. And you seem like you're on that track to rise above it. You have to just... You know, you have to put things in perspective and say, hey, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to consume the extra spare time in my life. It has to be a priority. Uh, I can see that these two girls are, are uh, they're not alone. There's a lot of players on our team that are, 
And, you know, it's just like I asked them Sunday, hey, who's giving everything they got for this team? You know, that's what it means. It ain't for me. It's for this team. If if I leave tomorrow, it doesn't matter about me. I, I never got into coaching to worry about me. I got into coaching uh, to, to make these girls better football players. And each year I can, you know, rest at, uh, not knowing that I did did everything I could. So, to me, that's, that's what it's all about. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm excited for them and the rest of these teams. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank uh, J.C. Hawk Sports Network for giving us this uh, great opportunity to talk women's football. Jessica Hannah, Stephanie Evans for coming on. Um, everybody try to stay tuned, find out as much as you can about the game. In Nashville, we're going to be playing, I think it starts at 2, I believe, maybe 1, 2 Eastern, 1 Central, I believe, so it is. Um, keep up with us. I don't know if anybody will go live or put it out there, but try to check it out. We're excited. Uh, next week, we'll talk about the outcome, maybe have some uh, other players on there again as well. Uh, again, thank JC Hawk Sports Network. Thank everybody for listening. I appreciate it. See you next week.